Welcome to No Rest for the Weekend. I'm Eileen Evans alongside Samantha Cassessa, and we are here at the Village East Cinema by Angelica in New York City for the opening night of the 14th annual Soho International Film Festival. I'm very excited to be here. I'm sure everyone else is excited. How would you describe the atmosphere? No, right you now? can tell everybody is buzzing, buzzing with anticipation to get started for this incredible weekend I've had of tons and tons of different films. We're going to be talking to a bunch of the stars and creators of the festival right here on the red carpet. But first, we're going to take a quick little break and have a word from our sponsors. Sponsored by Black Magic Design, the world's highest quality products for the feature film, post, and broadcast industries. BlackMagicDesign.com, the Tonkawa Film Festival, celebrating short films from around the world. Submissions are open, and now use the promo code NRFTW to receive 50% off your first submission. Submit today. Visit TonkawaFilmFestival.com. And by JMR Rentals, professional, digital, cinema and broadcast equipment rentals in Brooklyn, New York. JMRNY.com. I am here with Luciana Pasquale and her film that she directed, Aura Azul. First of all, welcome. How does it feel to be here tonight? It feels very unreal. Unreal? <laughs> yeah, it feels unreal. It's just like... We were having such a hard time making the film, and just being here makes it feel like it was all worth it. Well, you made it. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about the film. What is it about? So Orazul is Spanish for Blue Hour, and it is an experimental film. And it's basically about a man that falls into one of his own paintings, and it's like a metaphorical death of his ego. And the story follows as Muse trying to save him from himself. Beautiful. So is there any sort of feeling that you would like the audience to leave after watching it feeling? I feel like the main emotional component of this film is empathy. So I feel like I would, I would love for my audience to leave with this feeling of empathy and just be open to forgiveness of oneself and the forgiveness of others. So where can people find out more about you and about your work? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at luciana.pasquale. I'm here with Ruben Wee, one of the actors in Velvet Sky. Tell me a little bit about what you're excited about at the Soho Film Festival and what this role like was for you. Well, uh, it's, I only found out that the founder of Soho Film Festival is Filipino, and so uh, our film Velvet Sky deals with a lot of Filipino themes, and it's set here in America, so there's uh, some Filipino-American um, sub-genres and vibes and layers that we want to express to the people. We specifically deal with crabs in a bucket, um, that kind of uh, thing in our culture where we drag down. We, we don't. We pull the ladder up from uh, from people who can you know, coming after us, and um, that's not a good thing, and so we want to expose more of that, and um, at the same time, have a great story. And where are people able to find you online and find out more information about you professionally and the film as well? Um, you can find me on uh, Instagram. My handle is at Ruben Wee. That's at R-E-U-B-N-U-Y, and you can find all sorts of information uh, for Velvet Sky in that uh, account. Shaval Chuva and Kat Donaki with Bunky. So welcome, thank you so much for joining us. How does it feel to be here at the opening night? 
Amazing, we're so excited. Well, could you tell me a little bit about the film and what your roles were in it? So Funky is about a young woman struggling with her intimacy after experiencing sexual assault. Uh, I am the writer, the director, and I'm also acting as Ella in the film. Amazing. And? And I'm the associate producer. Um, what attracted me to the project is just the opportunity to tell stories about female-empowered recovery from trauma. Absolutely love that. Obviously, this is a very heavy topic to cover. Was there any specific bump in the road that you felt you ha that was difficult to get through in filming with such a difficult topic? Uh, a lot. <laughs> um, I mean, there, every day there was a different challenge, but I feel like having an incredible team as I did, and I don't know, everybody was super supportive, and we were able to push through them. Amazing. Was there anything specific that stood out for you? Um, we had one day where we had to actually film on a close set the, the assault scene, and I would say that was, for a producer, a, an interesting challenge to both make sure that my talent was protected, my stunt artists were protected, and that we had both enough crew and the least amount of crew necessary to make the day go. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, lastly, where can everyone find out more about you? We have IMDb for the film. You can look funky or my name, Shaval Truva, and my Instagram is Shaval Truva. I have IMDb, Kat Donaghy, Instagram, Kat Donaghy, katdonaghy.com for my website. Amazing. And that is Shaval Truva and Kat Donaghy for Funky. with Alex Forzenhauser and Lindsay Elizabeth Hands, the producer and director writer for Guy Meets Girl. So welcome folks. Tell me, how does it feel to be here at the Soho Film Festival? Oh, it's so exciting. What a night. Look at all these people with all these great films. I, I've, it's my first time here and I'm very excited. Wonderful. We're excited to have you. And what are you excited about the audience taking away from your film when they get to see it this weekend? Honestly, I feel like it, it shows two different perspectives on the same situation. A guy meeting a girl. Amazing. Very intriguing. All right. And tell me a little bit about the process of the filmmaking. What was really exciting? What was challenging for you? I mean, it's always challenging, you know, making any kind of film. Uh, luckily, this was a short film, so it's easier than a feature film. Uh, we shot it in one day. And, uh, and Lindsay was my producer here. I couldn't have done it without her. She was really a godsend. All right, thank you. And finally, let the people know where they can find you online in the future to learn more about the film and you guys professionally. At Alex Forsenhauser is my name. Lindsay, what is yours? Uh, my name on Instagram is the Lindsay, S-A-Y, hand. The Lindsay hand on Instagram. I'm here with Zach Blair and Summer Warwick for The Taste of Neon. First of all, welcome. So excited that you guys are here. Could you tell me a little bit about what this film is about? Yeah. So The Taste of Neon is about a kleptomaniac caretaker that steals from her elderly patients that then has to go on the run throughout New York City when her thievery is thwarted. Ooh, okay. So you were playing. I that, yeah. And you were playing the main character. What was the most difficult piece to this character for you? Uh, well, in getting into like true pirate fashion actually um it's the uh, what drives a person to act that way and uh what drives you to like keep your 
um, reputation afloat. Where can we find more about you guys and the film and the work that you're doing? Um, so check it out on our Instagrams, um, that Zebes, Flicks by Zebes, um, or Summer Warwick. Oh, my Instagram is at summertime, summer with three M's, time with three E's. Perfect, and that is Zach Blair and Summer Warwick for The Taste of Neon. I'm here with Philip Embury, the screenwriter and lead actor for Year of the Oat Milk Latte. Philip, tell me about the film. What is it about and what can we expect in terms of tone? So the film is a queer comedy, kind of a dark comedy. It's about a young actor who blows a line of cocaine in a bathtub with his best friend on New Year's Eve and makes a resolution to change his life. And in the process of that, he discovers the power of oat milk lattes, the power of designer caffeine. and by drinking three lattes a day, he's able to supercharge his life and get closer to his dreams. Amazing. And what do we hope that people are going to take away from this film when they see it? I hope they take away a, a sense of what it's like to be a creative type, especially in New York City, where you know you kind of need a superhuman amount of energy and, and strength and determination to go after your dreams. And you need kind of like a magical power to, to keep you fueled. Amazing. And where can people find you online if they want to find more about you? So they can find me on Instagram at uh, Oat Milk Latte Film or philip.embry and uh, on Vimeo as well. Thank you so much, Philip Embry, Year of the Oat Milk Latte. I'm with Heidi Valkenberg for The Bank Manager. Welcome. Thank you so much for being here tonight. Could you tell us a little bit about the film? Absolutely. It is set in Australia in 1935, and it is about a super intriguing uh, series of bank robberies that happen. And it's based uh, on some true events that actually happened to our writer, director, and producing team who are siblings. Wow, and you were the creative director, I heard. So is there something that you would like the audience to walk out of the film with either a feeling or insight? I think uh, the Australian landscape is super rich, um, intriguing, accessible and beautiful, um, but it's also very humorous, but it's solely about the characters and the people that are presented in the work. So I think uh, as well as being amused, you're going to fall in love with some characters. Love it. Sounds comedic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So where can people find more about you and the film? Uh, jump online and Google Quamby Studios. Uh, they're operating out of uh, Australia, Queensland. So yeah, Quamby Studios. This is Heidi Volkenberg for The Bank Manager. I'm here with Nick Lovanos, the writer and director of All the Wrong Ingredients here at the Soho Film Festival. Nick, tell me a little bit about the film, what it's about and what you're excited about being at the festival for. Yeah, uh, All the Wrong Ingredients is a movie where the main character is desperate to win a high-stakes cooking contest, so he unintentionally cooks up an imaginary friend to help him win. And it's like, what happens to his life when his ambition th gets thrown into overdrive? It's kind of like a mix-up between, like, Ratatouille and Inside Out, but, it, <laughs> but it's not animated. It's a live-action movie. Uh, amazing, amazing. And did you do any cooking in preparation for the film? Did you learn more about cooking or were you already a pro? I told our chef that I know a bunch about food to be dangerous. I was constantly just like creating problems when she was sort of a genius. And all the desserts in the movie are real desserts we all ate and enjoyed. <laughs> amazing, amazing. And what do you hope the audience takes away from getting to see this film? 
Well, I hope they laugh and enjoy it. I hope it's entertaining. And I also just hope that uh, we can think a little bit more about like how we form our identities, because deeper things are all about identity. Amazing. Thank you so much. And where can people find you online if they want to hear more about you? Uh, get me on Instagram at Nick Lovanos. That's it. You'll Amazing. It Thank you so much, Nick Lovanos, with all the wrong ingredients. Nice to talk to you. I'm here with Corey Stonebrook and Tiffany Trainer for Florence in Customer Care. First of all, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Could you tell us just a quick little summary? What is this film about? So Florence in Customer Care is a horror short, and it's about a customer representative uh, who starts to unravel as a mysterious rash starts to grow on her body. That is concerning. <laughs> Guess we should watch to find out what the rash is. <laughs> is there anything surprising that you would like the audience to be taking out of after watching this film? I mean, it's sort of my um, kind of railing against... Uh, <laughs> a day job and not wanting one. <laughs> so I guess uh, to me it's like, uh, let's do creative stuff and not work. What was the most challenging piece for you within this character? Florence is somebody that has a really difficult time uh, finding her voice and standing up for herself and I am not that person. <laughs> so, <laughs> most actors actually aren't. <laughs> Alright, well, where can people find more about the film and what you guys are doing for your work? So we are at Yeah, Yeah, Yeah Films on Instagram, um, and my website is CoreyStonebrook.com. I'm here with Jeremy Williams for The Sacred Dog. First of all, thank you so much for being here. How does it feel to be here on opening night? I love it. This is it's a great atmosphere, full of energy, and a lot of people talking about their projects. So I'm thankful to be here. Well, thank you for joining us. Could you tell us a little bit about the movie? Sure, it's about a, a Lakota tribe, and really it's an extended family's fight against their impoverished past through a sport called Indian Relay. So it's a sport to fight for their culture that has been taken away from them a long time ago. Wow, that's incredible. So I'm assuming there was a lot of history that, and research that went into this? Sure, it's a lot of history, it's a lot of reliving what they went through and kind of what they're still fighting for today. Incredible. Well, thank you for telling such an incredible story. Uh, is there a certain lesson that you would like the audience to walk out with? I want people to know that th these, this is still in our backyard and people are still fighting for their own culture. Like the United States is like, you know, a lot of people forget like what they kind of went through and the history involved, but they're still going through those generational pain and it hasn't stopped. And we don't, I want people to remember that and help in any way possible. Well, thank you for telling that story. Could, where can people find more about you and your project? Well, I work for ESPN, so the, the project will be after the film festival. It will be on ESPN Plus uh, after December. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. This is Jeremy Williams for The Sacred Dog. I am here with James Patrick Nelson and Jade Yonker of For Years to Come. Tell me a little bit about the project and your involvement in it. I, I wrote it, produced it, and star in it. It is an irreverent romantic dramedy about a gay man who falls in love with his dead mother's hospice nurse while struggling to reconcile with his elderly father, who is secretly a porn director. Okay, okay, a lot going on here. And tell me, Jay, what do we hope the audience takes away from getting to see this film? Oh my gosh, uh, a universal story of love, grief, romance. Uh, uh, it's so fun to see queer characters uh, who are maybe not 
16 years old, but like grown up queer characters living their lives. Uh, and I just think it's a, yeah, a beautiful story that everyone's gonna love. Love the script, couldn't help produ but produce it. Jamie's amazing, come check it out. Amazing, and how can we find you guys online to know more about the project? Uh, for years to come on IMDb, James Patrick Nelson, Jada Yonker, IMDb, Instagram, all of the above. Perfect, we're looking forward to it. Thank you so much, folks. I'm here with Nick Demas for Body Electric. So first of all, thank you so much for joining us. Could you tell me a little bit about this film? Yeah, this film is a documentary about body image, body dysmorphia, and aging in the LGBTQ community. So what is there a specific feeling that you would like the audience to leave with? Yeah, absolutely. So it's a very heartfelt film in that it's a personal documentary. Chronicles my journey from dysmorphia to acceptance. And ultimately, the takeaway for the audience is to look at their body in a new way, more holistically, and to really honor themselves through their body. Well, I just want to thank you for being so vulnerable to share your personal story in a way that I'm sure a lot of people can learn from. Where can people find more about your movie and your work? So they can go to our website, which is bodyelectricdoc.com. and Caleb with the Nana Project. First of all, tell me what your roles were in this film. Uh, I wrote the film. Wonderful. And I'm the composer. Great. Well, first, tell me a little bit about this film. Uh, so it's a uh, it's a mockumentary. Um, so in the vein of like Drop Dead Gorgeous and Best in Show and all that stuff, um, it's about it's set in a retirement home and it's around this uh, this woman named Nana uh, Helen Lewis who uh, she wants to go to this uh, chess competition and. But mostly it's about her trying to bring her grandsons back together after this kind of family tip that happened. So as far as composing goes, was there some sort of specific inspiration that got you started on how to even approach composing for a project like this? Sure, because it's a mockumentary, the music style can kind of be a lot of different things, as it should sound like a lot of different found music coming together. So it's a beautiful quilt of different styles of music to uh, highlight the many different uh, shots and wonderful storytelling that Eric has written here, um, beginning with like a beautiful monologue that Nana herself does in the back half of the movie. It was kind of our first uh, scene that we scored to like get into the project. That's beautiful. Is there a certain feeling that you wanted the audience to walk out of this film feeling? Yeah, it's 2023 and the world is so dark and scary. I want people to laugh and I want people to walk out with their heart just like full of joy. And if we did that, we did our job. I love that and it's true. We could all use more oh, of that yeah. and I'm sure your music definitely was a big oh, part of that. Gorgeous. Could you guys tell us where we can find more about you and your work and this project? God, my handle is at the Uyoa, T-H-E-U-L-L-O-A. And I'm at Damn Caleb, D-A-M-N-C-A-L-E-B. Wonderful. Thank you so much. This is Eric and Caleb for The Nana Project. I'm here with Carl Mullenberg, the producer of The Nana Project, as well as Andrew Bleitner. Carl, tell us a little bit about this film and what it was like to produce it. First of all, it's really exciting to be here on, on opening night. Um, this was a, a real passion project um, because it involves Mercedes Rule, who's such a delight to work with as a very strong senior woman that is wise, has a lot of fun, 
she still has a lot to give, and she's within Timeless Acres Retirement Home with a whole bunch of wonderful characters that include Morgan Fairchild and Charlene Tilton and and um, Tony Todd and others. So it's it's set in mockumentary style, similar to Best in Show. We believe it's really funny. Um, I hope people will laugh at it. But but also, um, it's a wonderful family reconciliation story because her Nana's real purpose is to get her estranged grandsons to reconcile. Um, I won't say, I won't ruin the ending, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but it's a real feel-good movie, and, and I think we need more of these right now in this fractured society that we're unfortunately in the midst of, so it was just a delight to do it. Amazing. It sounds like there's so much that audiences are going to be able to take away from this incredible film. And tell me, what do you folks have coming up? What's coming around for you guys? What's exciting that we need to keep an eye on next? So Carl and I are both working on a film together called Eye on the Sparrow. Um, he's been an incredible part in helping make this possible. Right now we're in pre-production and looking forward to shooting in mid-April. Amazing. And where can we find you online if we want to see more from you? Uh, on Instagram, on Facebook. Um, Perfect. What's the name on Instagram? C. Mullenberg. And I also have a website, um, carlmullenberg.com. Um, I, I also do Broadway producing and have three shows that I'm a co-producer on this season. So it's going to be a really fun but wonderful season. Amazing. And Andrew, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Blides, B-L-E-I-D-S. And you could also check it out for Eye on the Sparrow. We're going to be launching our website coming up shortly. And we're looking forward to your viewership. I'm here with Dixie Light, one of the actors in the film. First of all, welcome. How does it feel to be here for opening night? Thank you so much, Island. It's amazing. I'm thrilled that uh, to be a part of this project and to be premiering here at the Soho International Film Festival. It's it's quite a feat. We're thrilled to be here. Truly, congratulations. Thank you. What was it like working with such an incredibly talented cast? Well, I mean, let me just say I've never been on a project with an Oscar-winning actor. Um, the amazing Mercedes Rule was our lead actress, and uh, to be directed by Robin Givens was quite a treat as well. Love to hear that. We love when it's a good experience. <laughs> so what was, a, what was a challenging element that you found through the process for your character? Um, actually, well, for the character? Or just in the project, for you in the project. We um, had a bit of a COVID scare with one of the crew, and so we had to shut down production temporarily. Um, but thankfully, we, we picked right back up, and everything went smoothly from there on out. So, Love to hear it. So where can people find more about you and your work? Um, I am based out of Atlanta, Georgia. I'm represented by Forward, the agency, and um, I'm Dixie Light, ATL, on Instagram. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, and congratulations. Thank you so much. I'm here with the wonderful Robin Gibbons. First of all, congratulations. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Oh, I'm so excited. It's like no words describe this is such a labor of love. And working with Mercedes Rule and Morgan, yes. like this cast, I was like, Nolan, Will, I'm, I'm. I know, you could just keep going on. It just keeps going. Margaret 
Avery. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Amazing. Well, and congratulations for opening the yeah. Soho International Film I, Festival. How does that feel? How does okay. that feel? So when they said we were opening the film festival so here at Soho, I was like kind of floored and kind of nervous. Yeah. I'm still kind of nervous, but I'm very excited. <laughs> well, as you should be. I'm so excited to see it. I'm sure it's just going to be incredible. Uh, tell us a little bit about the film and how you came to directing it. Yes, it, it's wonderful. I've worked with these producers before, I directed a film, but you know, on it's really about a grandmother bringing two estranged brothers back together. That's really Nana's project. Um, so it's a lovely story. Mercedes Rule is just one of my heroes. It was a dream come true. So I think people will really love it. Amazing. And I was going to ask, but it sounds like you kind of already mentioned it, how amazing it must have been to work with such an incredibly talented cast. Oh, I mean, how lucky must you feel? The cast is amazing. I mean, you're really kind of on your toes. You're working a muscle. It's like going to the gym. Yes. I mean, everyone had such wonderful ideas. It was such a collaborative effort, and uh, it was kind of magic. You have your plan going in, which you need to have as a director, yes. but then you have to be open to it changing any idea, you know? So how does it feel knowing that we're about to have a full theater of people watching your film? And what would you like to... When I look around, I'm like, people are going to watch it? Oh, my God. I mean, I hope they love it as much as, as much as we do. Anthony Del Negro, it's based on somebody's personal story. And you fight every day, every shot to bring something to life. And then all of a sudden, you, you forget that people are going to be, like, the world, you know, seeing it. So it's pretty darn exciting to look around. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Lastly, is there anywhere that you would like to direct people to see more of your work or just learn more about you? And yeah, your... I, you know, I, I don't know. I've been doing a lot of Warner Brothers stuff from Riverdale and Dynasty and Nancy Drews. And um, I, I just actually wrote a project with my son that, 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 oh, that's incredible. that we just wrapped and we just finished the music on. So I'm ready for the strike to end and to get back to work. As are we all. Quite honestly, <laughs> if I'm being honest. Yes. Let's get back to it. Well, that's why it's so amazing that we're all here, yes. we're all able to still celebrate film yes. and come together yes. as creatives. It's like my soul needed this, just to yes. be, just to remember, you know, get those creative juices flowing again. And you can really feel it in the room tonight. Yes. Everyone came out, so you can feel everyone's so excited and to And just be. loves the work. We, exactly. we love what we do. Exactly. Yes. Well, thank you so thank much. You. Really appreciate thank chatting you. with you thank and you best of luck with the premiere. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. And that's all for the opening night of the Soho International Film Festival. For more of our content and film festival coverage, check us out at our website at norestfortheweekendpodcast.com. We'd like to thank everybody who came out here to chat with us tonight, and a big thank you to our sponsors, Black Magic Design, the Tonkawa Film Festival, and JMR Rentals. For Behind the Rabbit Productions and Samantha Casessa, I'm Eileen Evans. Thank you so much for joining us tonight, and we will see you at the next fest.